Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you're new here, this podcast is intended to support small artists and women in the scene. So if you are a small artist looking for some promotion, please feel free to reach out at poppunkpromo.com and fill out one of our forms at the bottom of the homepage. Almost every single week, we do an artist interview here on the podcast, and it honestly is turning into every single week now because I have got such an influx of artists that want to be on the podcast. I've got a growing list of artists that I want to put on the podcast. It's honestly just truly been so amazing, and I am so lucky that I get to do this every single week. I truly love all of the friendships and music connections I have made through interviewing artists and just speaking out about the podcast because it's just something I never dreamed of. I am talking to, collaborating with, and just becoming friends with people in the scene who are so incredibly cool, and I'd love to meet so many more of you. This has just been so rewarding in every single way. So I guess a major perk of interviewing with Pop Punk Promo is you gain an industry mutual, you gain a friend, you gain someone that you can talk music with, and it's just so fun. And I'm so excited, and I love every single person I've interviewed so far. And like I said, I just cannot wait to see who else comes into my life through this show. And I just am so in love with doing this, you guys. It is so much fun. So Please continue to support me, continue to support what I do, and I'm just so thankful for everyone that has been listening every week, who has supported me all the way. It really seriously means the world to me. I am loving this so incredibly much. If you're interested in supporting me in a small financial way, I do have listener support activated on my Anchor page as well as my Patreon page where you can get some little perks such as video for some of the interviews and early updates on the featured artist of the week. But in all honesty, as much as financial help is good, it would really just mean the world to me if you shared this episode with one friend that you think would really love it because The point of this is to spread awareness of small artists, of women in the scene, and by you just sharing the episode with one or two friends, that goes a long way to me, and I just really want to share the positivity and get the name of some of these artists out. So that would mean so much to me. Just share this with a couple friends, and I would be so incredibly grateful. All that being said, I hope you guys have had an incredible week so far. Thank you for jumping in with me and getting some pop punk news and learning about a new artist this week. So without further ado, let's hop into some pop punk news. This week, I'd like to take a moment to talk about a huge song that Scene Queen just teased on her TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, if you follow me on there, you are probably familiar with the fact that I do not take abuse in the scene lightly. I am a very strong believer that the scene is dangerous, that the scene has become a place where women and minors get harassed and abused, and I will not stand for that. So you guys probably also know that a certain band titled All Time Low has been faced with some sexual assault allegations in the last few years, and some people don't believe them. Me, however, I stand with victims, and I have chosen to separate myself from All Time Low. So if you're wondering why they've never come up in the podcast, that is why. I grew up a massive all-time low fan. I loved them to death for like eight years of my life. And these allegations really just destroyed my trust. And I don't stand for that. Regardless of if the specific allegations are true or not, I don't stand for the shady and kind of nasty behavior that they've exhibited throughout their entire careers, such as collecting bras of minors, which... Some people say they had donated some to charity, which they definitely did not donate every single bra. And just the culture around convincing 
kids that it's okay to throw their underwear on stage is just really gross to me. And regardless of if they were doing it out of their own free will or not, it became normalized to do that. And that's pretty gross. So between that, between some kind of rude and disgusting comments that were made from the band during meet and greets and just on the streets, online, stuff like that. I have just chosen personally to step away from them. I don't listen to them anymore on streaming services. I still have their CDs, but I have chosen to back away from that as well. So if you're in the same boat, this is where all of this is coming from. Branching off of all of that, Scene Queen released a teaser on TikTok for a brand new song called 18 Plus, and it essentially calls out the bad behavior of early 2000 bands, and it seems to be directed at all-time low because there is a part where it says, quote, The allegations that have been made against a member of blank 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 are a matter we do not take lightly. Now, this lyric suggests that it was a band with a three-letter anagram, which would suggest all-time low. However, there are several bands that would fit this. Some bands are speculating Dance Gavin Dance. Other people have other speculations. But with the current situation and most recent situation of All Time Low, everyone is assuming that that is the direct band that Scene Queen is getting at. Now, that being said, there is a very good chance that she's not calling out a specific band but it could be inspired by a specific band and a lot of bands could fit into the song if you want them to so my opinion on all of this I think scene queen is doing a great thing here because as a lot of you know I have been preaching this for over a year ever since the all-time low allegations originally came out I do not stand for abuse and I'm so glad that someone with power is stepping up and saying something as well because this is not okay and the scene has not been okay for a very long time. So it means a lot to someone like me who is a fan and wants to live in a world where I can go to concerts and feel safe and feel like I won't be violated and not have to look over my shoulder constantly because someone might take advantage of me. So the fact that someone with power is speaking out about this means so much to me. It means wonders for the world. And I just hope that other people look up to her and see what she's doing and follow in her footsteps. A lot of people have been referencing the situation to the song Cool to Me by Heart Attack Man, which is essentially a song about how People will go so far to defend people that they think are cool. And it basically is saying, well, this person's my idol. They seem cool to me. They would never do that. They would never put someone at risk. And it is so important to remember that even your idols are human too. They make mistakes. They are capable of doing horrible things. And just because someone is famous does not mean that they aren't capable of being a bad person. So take that with a grain of salt, take that how you wish, but it is so important to believe victims, to believe people when they tell you that something bad happened to them because otherwise bands of power will continue to exhibit bad behavior and hurt people further. So this is essentially a movement to end abuse in the scene to create a safe scene and that is one of the many reasons why I started this podcast in the first place. All I want is a safe place to enjoy music, to make friends, and to just fall in love with the live music that I've known and loved for so long. So that's the end of my soapbox there but if you feel the same way as me make sure to check out Scene Queens 18 plus coming out on March 16th. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, let's shift gears here for a second and talk about our featured artist segment. I am so incredibly excited to share this musician with you today. This is a little different music artist segment for you today. And this person is a music producer. They are a touring guitarist. They are an engineer. They are so incredibly versed in the music world and so talented and I 
am so excited to share them with you. They've become a good friend of mine over the last couple months, and I just truly cannot wait to introduce them to you. This week is another interview episode, so I won't spoil too much for you, and I will let this musician talk for themselves. So without further ado, here is the featured artist interview for Ricky Jab. Okay, everyone, we are here with Ricky Jab today. Hey, Ricky, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Sydney? Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm doing so great. It's good to finally actually meet you. We've been, like I said uh, before, we've been talking a lot on social media and it's good to actually see your face so yeah yeah really excited to be here (laughs) yeah me too all right do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners with your name pronouns a little bit about yourself sure hi everybody my name is ricky uh ricky jabberine uh but i say uh my stage name i guess is ricky jab uh my pronouns are he him um yeah, what else am I supposed to say? I already forgot. No, that that's it. Yeah. That's All perfect. Right. Just an introduction oh, of yourself. That's awesome. Um, yeah. where are you from? Uh, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, uh, and I just moved to Nashville about three weeks ago. So this is nice. a work in progress, as you can see. I'm I'm trying to set up my studio, but uh, there are a bunch of boxes here, but uh hopefully the next time we ever do this again it'll (laughs) (laughs) i know that's always a struggle i just moved back home a couple months ago from college too so i'm still like working process like my room was so cute and now i just haven't gotten the motivation to do anything because i'm trying to (laughs) actually move out so you know for sure well congratulations on graduating by the way that's awesome thank you yeah Yeah. it's it's been fun it's been a ride so Mm. Yeah, it's been nice. So how long have you been making music and what's kind of like your musical journey in that sense? uh, Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, I guess we'll go back to 2002. Uh, So I was 12 (laughs) years old about around that time. And, um, you know, I was sort of just like listening to music and, um, you know, in in the backseat of my dad's car. um, And uh, I think the first band that uh, really got my attention was Linkin Park. Um, nice. And I've nice. been exposed to a lot of like you know, pop music, but um, you know, Linkin Park had had been uh, gotten in the mainstream, um, and um, it you know I loved that sound. It was it was some it felt like something different, and I really appreciated like just um, you know the the aggressive tones like in, in Linkin Park sound, um, and. Uh, funny enough, like me and my friends were sort of jamming to to that music, you know, well after school, and one of them was like, "Hey, why don't we start a band? We could we could do this, right?" And we're like, <laughs> "Sure, I, I guess so. Yeah, why not?" Uh, and funny enough, I actually wanted to be the drummer of the band. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll oh. be the drummer. Let's go." Um, I so I asked my parents to say, "Hey, mom, dad, I want to start a band. Can I get a drum set?" And they're like absolutely not so we were living Wait, in a did tiny did you have any like like drumming experience prior no, to this i never <laughs> did anything so my only musical experience at that point was uh i sang in choir that was okay, about it. Cool, cool so um yeah and i just wanted to pick up an instrument and i said drums seem cool so let me do that um my parents said no because we we lived in a tiny apartment i think it was a two-bedroom apartment uh in northeast philly they're like that's too loud of an instrument. Uh, at the time, we didn't know that electric drum sets existed. Uh, we only we were only familiar with the acoustic sets. So they're like, yeah, absolutely not. So I went back to my friends, like, uh, yeah, I can't get a drum set. So how about a guitar? <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> and so my parents bought me my first guitar, um, and uh, I I fell in love with it ever since, and uh, sort of picked it up. And you know, we had our first practice, and then what the friend who came up with the idea of the band. Decided not to be part of the band anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What a mess. That is just like classic, like kids trying to be in a band, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So my friend who, who did, who, uh, who actually did have a garage, uh, was able to get that drum set. So we were, we started jamming in, uh, in his garage. We sounded absolutely terrible. We knew nothing (laughs) about music. Um, (laughs) um, but you know, I started like actively, actively listening to music, um, more and more and like try to understand like what you know song structures music theory or whatever that is um and um i didn't get any lessons or anything like that i i couldn't afford that type of thing so um you know it was just looking up 
everything I could online. Um, YouTube didn't exist yet, so I couldn't get YouTube tutorials. <laughs> uh, so it was, man, I, I, I really can't remember how I learned guitar, guitar, but I'm pretty sure I was on Ultimate Guitar. That like that, so they gave a lot of uh, uh, tabs and stuff like that. Um, nice. And I think there was a program called Tabit. And that's yeah. what helped me understand like music composition and things like that. So I took a lot of songs that I enjoyed and I tried to transcribe it. Uh, so one of the bands I fell in love with was Thrice. Um, cool. Beautiful guitar work. Um, also, also an inspiration to me because um, the, the lead guitarist, Tepe Taranishi, is also Asian. So it was really cool to see other Asians in the scene. And also with Linkin Park, there are two Asians in the band. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I just actively listened and tried to, like, figure out, like, what exactly is happening. And that, I think that was, like, my first taste of like music production and then I tried to like record guitars uh record my band sounded like absolute garbage but it was a fun experience over and then you know throughout high school like you know I kind of picked up the skills along the way moved on to college I actually put down the guitar for a while <laughs> uh because I actually wanted to be a music major my, my parents said no because it was around the time of the 2008-2009 recession yeah and um they're like, no, you should you should study something that will, you know, lead to financial stability, job security, things like that. So I decided to become a business major. And uh, <laughs> like yeah, <me. laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> right. um, I was like, I music theory is hard, dude. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, <laughs> oh, I still don't know music theory. It's, I, I don't know how to read music. I mean, I understand certain concepts and I'll, you know, but yeah um, like i i genuinely sorry side note i yeah. like i admire music majors purely because music theory is hard and a lot of people don't realize that like it's <laughs> there's so much that goes into it and it's like it's crazy i'm like yeah. i'm like a moderately okay musician you know what i mean like i'm not like incredible purely <laughs> because music theory boggles my mind like <laughs> i see and here's the things like i i don't think music theory is like I don't think we need to be experts at it because I know I'm watching YouTube videos now and like I I don't know like before bed I I, I kind of nerd out and watch like uh, music theory videos or like astronomy videos <laughs> and um that's kind of cool though it, like... it yeah it, it helps <laughs> me sleep I guess uh but <laughs> half of these music theory videos just go like go over my head like you know they're talking about like mixolydian or like I don't know all this stuff all these modes I'm like I'm li I mean, I'm hearing you. I, it's just, I, I can't, I can't like, you know, uh, memorize this stuff. Um, yeah, no kidding. I, I think, I think si like since I started, like since I picked up the guitar and like learned composition arrangements and things like that, I, it was all by ear and feel. So, and then I, I, you know, and it, I'm grateful that I was able to kind of uh, train myself to be that inclined with with music so yeah um but yeah anyway i put down the guitar <laughs> because <laughs> um yeah i focused on my studies with business um and actually i i brought i did bring an acoustic but at the time no one was really listening to the same music i was so like i, I wanted to like bust out like i don't know um i was i was really big into metalcore at the time so i, was, I think yeah. i was playing like august burns red and stuff like that and i wanted to jam out to that type of music with other guitars and they weren't all about that. It was like all that like typical like college music. Like, hey, yeah, like Wonderwall or like, you know, <laughs> I was like, I oh, I guess I have to learn this type of music. And I was like, my, I think it was my first time playing a G chord, a proper G chord, a D chord and things like that. It was it was wild to me because like I was always playing like guitar riffs and, and you know, power chords uh, for the first years of my guitar and uh, playing guitar. And yeah, then I switched to playing nice. chords. And which was which I'm grateful for too because like it kind of like opened up a new world to me and then I kind of like went through like an R&B phase and I learned like jazz <laughs> chords it, it yeah and I was I was sort of like influenced by like others around me in college because like they had their own musical taste and I never really opened myself up to it because I was like oh yeah no I'm like I'm I listen to mostly like punk music and, and metal um yeah but then it was I, I started to appreciate like other genres of music more. And then I joined an acapella group. And oh my God. That, yeah, it was so fun. Oh my God. I love acapella. Yeah. I, I love acapella. It's so underrated too. personally. Like I, yeah. I had a couple of friends that were in um, acapella groups in college too. And I would go and see their concerts and like, right on. oh my God, it's so fun. I, it's I love fun it. It's, yeah. it's like, 
it's impressive to me how like people just know how to make their voices sound like together i'm like i just it's something i don't understand i'm like yeah, it's that, crazy <laughs> i love it, <laughs> it, it, it that, that kind of stuff blew my mind too and that's why i wanted to join and that also helped like like uh, you know with my skills and because of joining an acapella group and even starting one i then wanted to like uh go further into audio production so i yeah. bought you know i i i dropped a ton of money on um a microphone interface um you know mixing monitors things like that yeah. uh went into a little bit of debt but that's okay <laughs> but, yeah uh, you know, literally I, I, me yeah. like just to start my <laughs> podcast i was like i need a microphone for this i right. need it i even bought like a brand new computer because i personally like logic i don't i'm like pro tools is fine but i yeah. i prefer logic so sure. i was like i need a mac for that so i had to drop money on a mac yeah. and then i had to oh. drop money on a microphone yep. and a monitor and like all this just yeah it's, <laughs> it's expensive nobody tells you how expensive it is to get into music production or music of any kind like instruments are expensive too like it's ridiculous yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a huge like barrier to entry and yeah um thankfully like at this time, like things are becoming more affordable, like especially like mm -hmm. DAWs, like they're free DAWs now. Um, yeah. And then they're, they're cheap microphones, like with USB microphones, you can get started. Um, so yeah, but I, I would, I can totally understand why way back in the day, like bands would have to go into a studio, uh, like and books, you know, spend hundreds of dollars, or if not thousands um to book sessions and to record music where, and now things are starting to become more affordable where we can all do this at our, you know, exactly um yeah which is nice it puts more yeah. um personality into it too because you don't have to like search out a producer that mm -hmm. like fits your vibe and you can just kind of do more of what you want you know which is yeah. always favorable and then it's cheaper too which is awesome yeah absolutely nice. um cool. so where, where am i now uh so college yeah. something about college and acapella, yeah, acapella. <laughs> so yeah and then i got into music production and then i actually uh you know produced acapella for about three or four years um nice and so and i did that on the side because after after i graduated uh at, at penn state um i worked for a, a startup company so i was in the tech space uh as a product manager so um and i was in that company for about seven years and cool. yeah fast forward to uh february or march 2020 the pandemic hit world turned upside <laughs> down um and my company wasn't doing so hot and <laughs> i got a call from my ceo and like so here's the deal we're gonna <laughs> we are not gonna be able to sustain ourselves as a as, you know as a company and um you know we're gonna have to like you know throw in the towel and oh no uh, so yeah, i lost my job no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh that's that's fun um <laughs> yeah yeah, that's uh, not fun at all, but no, I feel no, like it was wasn't. a similar story for so many people during that time, though, which is just mm -hmm. so unfortunate. And it's like, I feel fortunate that I was able to work during COVID because mm -hmm. I, I worked at fast food during the time. So, yeah. like, everyone wanted food, so I stayed yeah. open and stayed helping. But, right. man, that exactly. sucks. It, oh. it, it did. It did. <laughs> um, But I, I'm the type of person that, like, that tries to be as optimistic as possible. So, yeah. you know. At that moment, I'm like, okay, so what does this mean for me? I, I, I guess I could start looking for other tech jobs, which I did, um, and I started applying around. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm going to be collecting unemployment checks, so let me use this time to kind of figure out like what I can do with music. Mm -hmm. So I spent a few months like diving back in, like seriously into music production. Like, so at this time, I I've been very comfortable with producing acapella music, and I was like, okay, well, what can I do with instrumental music? So um, you know, I got, I got serious with playing guitar again. Um, and, uh, just like understanding how to record guitars, how to program drums, things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. and then I put out like a few covers on, on YouTube. Um, I did, I did it with, with friends too. Which, so that was another thing that was fun during the pandemic. <laughs> it was like, I had friends <laughs> who had nothing to do. So I was like, Hey, you want to like record some music together? And like, we couldn't see each other in person, but we were just sending each other files. So I did a few collabs here and there, like with, uh, we did like a yellow card cover, we did, uh, nice. did a Paramore cover, um, 
I did uh, a Hawthorne Heights cover, like, and, you know, I just put them out and like, I was having a lot of fun. I wasn't making any money, but I was like, this is yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Aren't, aren't we all just out here having fun, not making money, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> exactly. That's, that's how music works, right? <laughs> it, it is. You gotta start somewhere and you're never making money for like seemingly ever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm in my YouTube game and like, I'm starting to realize like, okay, like YouTube's doing okay like okay like i'm not getting like thousands of views or anything but you know i'm yeah. having fun um and then my 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 uh best friend ashley said uh why do you get into uh tiktok and i was like no nah, i don't i don't <laughs> think tiktok's for me that's more of a gen z thing um i don't i don't think i'll do well over there and she was like no check it out and you know browse around and give it a shot so i downloaded the app and um Sure enough, the algorithm figured me out. <laughs> they knew I was an elder emo. They knew I was a guitarist. I was like, yeah. how is this happening? <laughs> so I oh my God. a bunch of like, you know, emo content. And then, but at the same time, I was getting acapella content as well, uh, singing content. Um, so I was starting to see like different trends and uh, different things that musicians were doing. And I was seeing that, um, a lot of people on the on the singing and the pop side of things were doing karaoke's. Uh, so it was like just, oh, nice. you know, someone like making a full instrumental or like a, a snippet of a song and then people would be duetting them. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and I noticed that there weren't any karaoke's for pop punk or emo songs. I was like, wait, this is this is my way in. <laughs> this is it. This is what I'm going to do. This is my niche. I got this. I, I, I this found out. my yeah. way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think the first uh the first karaoke I put in was uh Face Down by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Nah, that's um, such a good song. It's good good song. it's a banger. It's a banger. <laughs> um it didn't do it didn't do so hot, but like I, I knew I knew I knew the name of the game though. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't expect your first video to blow up. So I'm just gonna be consistent as possible. And again, didn't have a job, so I had I had all the time in the world. <laughs> I was just turning out videos like crazy. Uh, whether it was like two, two, three videos a day, or I, like at least once a day, there was a video, a, a new karaoke. Yeah. So I was like, and I just pulled up a spot on my Spotify and like curated playlist, like all the emo classic songs. I was like, oh yeah, yeah I'll just knock these out. Uh, I know like this is what everyone can relate to. Or I would like see songs that are trending, like, oh, everyone's singing uh, Misery Business right now, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, let me just bust out a Misery Business cover. So, um, <laughs> Surely enough, people started duetting me. Like they started discovering my page, um, and yeah. And I think the first viral, and it, uh, viral in the sense like it finally broke like the tens of thousands of views, yeah. was uh, Helena by uh, oh. Chemical Romance. Yeah. It was either that or, or yeah, or yeah. I think that was it. That, that I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like this is this is crazy. And then um, then other like. I think other TikTokers like started coming in like that had like bigger accounts started duetting me and I was and I was like this is this is great great exposure it's coming in so then I started becoming known as the uh the email karaoke guy so I started doing that for a few months um that's incredible <laughs> yeah the, the, yeah so this I was like oh, okay uh still not making money but this is a lot of fun <laughs> um but anyway I I finally um I think I'm, as I was doing those karaoke's, like I, I started like you know getting connected with other TikTokers and mutuals, and um, the first one that I had like a really strong connection with was uh, uh, Tyler Morris, who also goes by Tired Violence, uh, who is now my yeah. bandmate in Unsafe Unsound. Yeah. So awesome. we had yeah, so we had this like uh, I don't know, we had like this little weird TikTok middle school crush on each other type of thing where it <laughs> was like that. we would like each other's content and um and we would like tr like try to collab with each other but we were like too nervous to actually do it because <laughs> i like i thought he was too cool for me he thought i was too cool for him like we just figured this out like like a few, That's so a few months later yeah it was it was kind of hilarious because when we whenever we did like shoot our shot with each other like there was something that just couldn't make it work Finally, yeah, yeah. like later in November of 2021, I think I put out my first uh, 
pop goes punk remix type thing. So I started yeah. switching up my content. I was like, okay, I'm uh, I'm doing enough karaoke's. I want to switch it up. Like, let me see if I can start genre bending. So everyone was like, talk like singing lonely or like talking about that song. Um, that was that was trending at the time. So I decided, okay, let me see if I can make it sound emo. So I like, yeah. you know, I, I put guitars behind it, drums, and basically changed the song, the the essence of the song. And that took off. That was like my first, that was my first one that had hundreds, that reached the hundreds of thousands of views. Oh, and then so cool. it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then Tyler duetted me and he added screams to it and took it to an, a whole, a, a different level. So he went viral too. So we decided, okay, now we need to put out a full version. And, um, uh, and at that time, I was still interviewing for jobs, and um, I finally landed like this one huge opportunity with, with a tech company, and that was Comcast um, or Xfinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Xfinity or it, whatever. I was like, I, I forgot like just the interchange between those two names. It's yeah, yeah, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> anyway, so I I was in the middle of an interview. Um, it was, I think it was the final round, and. Uh, it was pretty clear like they they uh they wanted to bring me on board and as i was doing this interview i started like totally dissociating because like i was i was doing the interview and i i i knew what what i was saying and things like that but at the same time i was like thinking about music tiktok yeah. career that that's i was like and after that interview i had like a I just went into like an existential crisis. I <laughs> I was like freaking out. I, I I started like crying. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Like, uh, like am I am I about to just go in uh, work for um, a tech company and and you know spend forty to fifty hours a week just doing what I don't really care about and get paid exactly. like six figures or and give and uh, like am i am i prepared to do that and give up like tiktok content creation music well right because when you have a full-time job it's extremely hard to like make content Ex stuff. exactly like, like i have a full-time job and i'm like struggling yeah. too like i i work second shift so i got oh. home at like 1 a.m last night and then i was reading a book till like two and i woke up to do this interview and i was like fuck i should cancel i'm like no i'm not i'm not yeah. canceling. <laughs> i'm not doing it <laughs> you know what i mean so like yeah it's so hard to actually like get motivation to do the stuff you love when you're working for like i, I know 40 it's, plus hours it's yeah. exhausting because you're putting so much energy into <laughs> this you know in, into your your job and then by the time you get home you're like you just want to decompress you want to relax and exactly i mean i respect i respect the people who can do both and and, and uh yeah work like you know like in total like 80 hours a week uh yeah i just can't do that i you know I, me too <laughs> I'll, I'll get burned out yeah so um anyway yeah i, I feel thought, yeah <laughs> so after after that ex well during that existential crisis i started calling um uh, people like i called my mentor i called my sisters uh and then i finally called tyler and we spoke for the first time and uh over the phone and we just like hit it off we were on the phone together for four hours right. and he, uh, we, we talked through like what i was going through and um you know he he basically said like i think you know the answer you're just afraid to admit that you want to do music full time right? exactly you're afraid, to, yeah. you're, you're afraid to uh to take that leap and i said yes I, it's terrifying for me i don't know what it means for me like and i mean he told me to go for it my sisters agreed that i should go for it my mentor said do it um, better now, you know, better now than never. Cause you always wonder what if. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I did exactly that. Um, and I, um, I was prepared to not make any money, but I was, I, but then I, at the same time, I was like, I need to come up with a business plan. So I started kind of like reaching out to people and saying like, you know, Hey, if you ever need instrumentals, you need production, I'm happy to help out. And like, you know, every now and then I would get like, had, I had some takers, um and it was cool uh but uh i was also like grinding with the whole con uh, content creation stuff um a few months later uh my i guess my next viral pop punk thing was driver's license and that yes. was February. yeah yeah with, that, with cali roadie yes yeah. and that's how yes. i that's how i got 
connected with Callie and yeah, uh, and that's and, how I found out about you too because I found Callie first and then right. I found driver's license through her and then I found <laughs> she she talked about you in her interview actually well, and that's how I like became acquainted with your name right so that's super cool I, I love Callie. I love how it all works out yeah yeah she she is amazing such a, a such a great person um I'm seeing her next week because she's uh Actually, we're playing emo night in Nashville. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I was actually just about to mention that because I know she's going to be there. And there's another artist that I've been looking at on online. Her name's Lunell. So if you happen to see her, mention my name. She's got oh, like yeah. pink, she got like pink hair because she's awesome. I love her. I, she's I, great. I met her last week, and we're actually having coffee this Friday. <laughs> oh my god, really? Oh, she's yeah. so great. I'm trying to get her on the podcast. Don't I'll, I mean? Don't tell anyone, but this is going to come out anyway, so people will yeah, know. But I'm I trying will. to get her on the podcast when she gets some new stuff. So okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, peek. I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let her know. Um, I'm also. I, have you? Sorry, like you can take this off too. But have have you talked to Maggie Schneider of Glimmers? No, I haven't. No, okay. no, no. Are you familiar huh. with Maggie? Mm -mm, no. Let me let me show you. Let me show you her stuff. She's also really talented. Um, Do it. Yeah, like so, yeah. literally send me anyone that you think would would benefit from the podcast or that you think yeah. I would think is cool. Because like I'm I'm so for hearing new artists. As yeah. you know, that's why I started this thing. So for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 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 meeting up with her tonight, and we're also playing together emo night next week. Nice, but, fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So where where were we? <laughs> yeah. Driver's license. Kelly Rody. Woo. Kelly Rody. Yeah. So we uh, we got. Uh, yeah, we, we worked on, on driver's license together and, um, you know, that was, that was the first time, like anything I've ever, uh, released, like reached a million streams on, on uh, Spotify. So and that, cool. that was, yeah, that was <laughs> insane to me. Um, and, you know, things like started looking up, um, and then I, yeah, just just kept chugging along um and then eventually like you know uh me and my bandmate you know we started on safe on sound and then we started like uh writing music together uh fast forward to january 2022 yeah we we dropped the cover of what hurts the most and that kind of that kind of took off and now we're about to release an ep in in uh, a few weeks if, or yeah, I think so. Uh, we're still working nice. on the on the, oh my God. the dates for that. Uh, but yeah, and then um, can sorry, I go on a I'm... side note real quick? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, before you switch topics or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Unsafe and Sound is it like mostly covers right now, or do you have you released original music? It's just that one cover, and we're it's we're, just the one cover. Okay. Yeah, just the one cover, and we're only uh, we're trying to do as much uh, original music as possible. Uh, we nice. might put a, a, some covers here and there, uh, but that's really not our thing. Uh, we never want to be yeah. a cover band, uh, but yeah. people, wanted, people <laughs> wanted us to be a cover band. They wanted us to be a country alternative cover band. We we're like, oh, geez. no, that was, <laughs> that was like, that was not the plan. Like, yeah, we uh, we did pretty well with this one song, but that was just a one and done thing. Um, we definitely disappointed a lot of people, but it's, fine. <laughs> we, it's okay. We, we yeah. always disappoint people on TikTok. It's okay. <laughs> that's our job all the time <laughs> yeah um that's funny yeah so what where were we i'm just like jumping around timelines because like the these past few years have just been absolutely insane i i oh yeah i bet I, <laughs> sometimes we forget like when things have happened but uh but one of the craziest things that happened was the, uh was it yeah it was last year it was it was the middle of april and I was working with an acapella group in upstate New York, and I was like recording their vocals. And out of them, out of nowhere, I get a a, a DM from Taylor Acorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so she said, "Hey, you know, I've been watching your TikToks for a while now, um, and I'm looking for a guitarist. Like, do you have any experience touring?" Um, funny enough, like I said, "Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd be I'd be down." That <laughs> the truth is, I've never really toured. <laughs> So Taylor, you told me like, this before and I like I cried when you told me that the first time like that's just yeah. ridiculous yeah. So, so Taylor if you're listening to this that that is my confession I have she still doesn't know I don't know I'm not sure what I was I hope she listens to this yeah. that's hilarious yeah I played, I played a few shows but like I've never done anything like that so I was like, oh yeah. my god but hey sign me up but um well I I didn't say yes right away because I, 
I was. I'm sure you were like in shock, right? Like, there's no way this is real. (laughs) Yeah, that, that, and uh, when she told me the dates of the tour, um, I, I realized it conflicted with a, (laughs) with one of like one of the shows I was looking forward to. It was the When We Were Young festival, and it would have been it would have been my first time seeing Paramore live. Like my so here's here's another backstory about me. I was not much of a concert goer goer, uh, back in high school and early college. I just didn't have the money for it. I only went to like one tour. So I didn't really get, I've never seen Yeah. I only went to one because that was like the only one I could go to, which shows my age, but like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It was the last one. It was 2018, which I was 18. So I could have gone to like more before that, but I just like, wasn't comfortable going there my parents would have never brought me so it was like one of those things you know what i mean so exactly yeah yeah. and i was yeah i was in the same space as you too where like a lot of my friends did not care about the music i listened to either Mm -hmm. so it was it would have just been like me and my sister maybe and yeah but yeah so anyway side note (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i totally get it so yeah i was like oh let me get back to you because uh, I got when we were young tickets. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I really wanted to see Paramore and My Chemical Romance for the first time. So I texted my sister, <laughs> like, um, I think we're gonna have to sell that ticket because I just got offered going tour. <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah. I was like, no, no offense, Ricky, <laughs> but you would have been an idiot to go to that concert. I know. Tour. I know. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and within five minutes, I got back to her. I was like. All right, yeah, let me. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I just, I, I'm gonna sell my win. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, awesome. So, uh, so before the after uh, the real friends with confidence home team Taylor Acorn tour started, uh, we had two shows before that uh, to kind of like you know, uh, kind of get a feel for each other. I think we uh, we opened up for uh, Hot Mulligan and Heart Attack Man. So that was really oh my fun. God, so nice. we went, yeah. So we that went up to been super fun. It was super fun and super hot for the first show. Like I nearly <laughs> died because it was an outdoor venue. It was in um. Oh my gosh. Yeah, was it Indianapolis? I think. Yeah, it was at the the Jeez. Hi-Fi Hi-Fi Annex. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but those first two shows were fun. The, the second one was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, had a great time, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I could I could totally see myself doing this again, and like I'll do I'll do it for six weeks with uh, for the next tour. Um, and yeah, so we uh yeah we did the Real Friends with uh tour. Um, and that was super fun. And you were, uh, what show are you yeah, at? Like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was <laughs> Minneapolis. So um, that's, wild. Yeah, that's how I found out about Taylor was because mm-hmm. of that show. Because I was going for mainly with confidence Um, that because, yeah, I, I love them. Right. And that was their breakup. <laughs> yeah, their breakup too. And I was like, oh my God. So my friends and I were like crying in the first row. And like, oh had I known <laughs> who you were at the time, I would have said something, but I had no idea who you were. So that was, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's we were probably within like, th- like five feet of each other. And yeah. we had no idea. <laughs> I mean, you, you did text but, me the, uh, the, the video footage you got of us. So I did. Cool. So yeah. I like, oh yeah. Crazy. You were right there. <laughs> I was right there. And um, yeah. it, it was funny. Cause I had literally just started the podcast, like not even like three weeks before that show. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And I, my goal was to really get like 85% like women in the scene that I wanted to interview and like get on the podcast. Right. So I saw Taylor and was like completely just like mesmerized by her. And I was like, I got to get her to interview with me. So I like, we saw her outside because we were like all just chilling, me and my friends. And we saw her with her boyfriend, I think. And they were walking over and they were all like, Sydney doctor and I was like oh I'm so nervous but Sydney doctor so they were like hey Taylor come over here and I was like oh my god and I was like no so then she came over and she was super nice and I was like yo I'd love to get you on this podcast thing and I was yeah. Like, oh yeah sure but it's been proven to be so hard to get in contact with her until spoiler alert like this week she finally like actually followed me back after like casually in it like you know like um interacting with me and stuff and she finally yeah. followed me back and was like oh my god i'm so sorry let's make this happen so we're gonna yeah. make it happen now <laughs> yeah i mean taylor <laughs> is just always incredibly busy that's just her thing like, yeah she's, old, she's constantly writing music and stuff like that and uh let me tell you the stuff that sh- that she sent me and jared uh for the for the next tour it, i oh i cannot God. wait to play those songs it's like i'm so excited yeah like, and i will see yeah. you guys on the somerset tour i'll be at two of those shows so i'll, yeah. I'll be there to hang oh, out which, which cities 
Um, it's gonna be Chicago and Milwaukee. Right so. on. Yeah, I'm I'm so hyped oh, yeah. for that. I'm so excited. So awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. to hang out and have drinks, whatever. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm so here for it. Yeah, and I'll be with my friend Becca for sure. And there might be, cool. I don't know if there's anyone else coming, but yeah, okay. I'm so down. It would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um I'd love to actually like get to know you guys. It would be that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll hang out. Um oh, yeah. yeah, perfect. But, but anyway, think... we'll get back to your life yeah. now. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I guess that kind of wraps up my, like, my musical journey at this point. Like, yes, nice. then I've, I've moved to Nashville uh, three weeks ago. Um, it made more sense for me to be here. Um, you know, Taylor is now only about, like, 20, 30 minutes away from me. I moved cool. in with the drummer of the band. So Jared, our drummer, like, <laughs> nice. we're, yeah, we're, uh, he's literally, like, probably 50 feet away from me now in the next room. Oh, my God. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, Are you, like officially like her like part of her band or is this more of like a temporary thing um so i would say like a long-term hired gun i think that's the best way to okay, describe okay. it so like yeah i mean i'm not like an official band member but yeah um cool. for, uh, nice. for the foreseeable future i will be playing her shows uh nice. yeah that's so awesome. yeah so the somerset tour uh the grayscale headliners uh we have <laughs> we, we just an, uh, announced the uh, uk uh UK headliner, Paris and Amsterdam. So that, oh, that's so, I yeah. know that's crazy. I, know. I saw yeah. that and I was like, oh my God, congratulations. Like that's so cool. Yeah, thanks. I, we're, I'm we're, so stoked for you guys. Same. And um, I think we're yeah, we're playing a couple festivals too. So we're playing Download Festival in the UK, nice. um, two festivals in Germany, one in Switzerland. Um, so yeah, the, these next few months are gonna be jam-packed. So we we hit the road in five weeks, uh, then get to spend a little bit of time at home in May and then back out uh, you know. Then we fly out on in June. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what is happening for the fall. Uh, we, uh, we, I'm not. I don't know if there are any tours that plan to be announced, but uh, but we'll see. I'll, cool. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. ready too. Anytime yeah. <laughs> you guys are like remotely in the Midwest, I'll like I'll be there. Okay. I appreciate like, that. Yeah. Because yeah, you guys <laughs> aren't gonna be in Minnesota, but I I was like, well. Milwaukee is like a four and a half hour drive. Chicago's yeah. like six. So it's just like if you're gonna hit one of them, I might as well hit the other. So that's like what me and my friends like to do. We like to hit up like Minneapolis, yeah. Chicago, and Milwaukee. Yeah. That's like the trio of the Midwest awesome. that we like to hit up. It's yeah. cool. So honestly, nice. we, we appreciate that so much because you know, after our set, we we've we've talked with a lot of like you know uh fans who who've mentioned that like they've driven hours just to uh you know to see Taylor perform and it's 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 really cool to see how strong her fan base is and how um and you know how connected they are to her music so yeah um, and it's yeah. it's awesome because like I said like I knew nothing about her prior to seeing her that day in Minneapolis like three or so months ago whatever right and I ju just watching her, I was like, whoa, I was, I was just like, she is so great. And yeah. obviously I love the summer set. I need to get into grayscale. I'm trying so hard. I just haven't, I haven't had the time. And then my friends keep being like, get into grayscale. But otherwise it's like, grayscale I'm fans really, go hard. Like, yeah, like, I, I think, they <laughs> yeah, they, um, I, I haven't met the dudes yet. I know they're from Philly. So they're actually in, we're in from like the same hometown area. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to know them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be so fun for you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really going for the Somerset and for Taylor. That's like my right. two reasons to go. And I'm right I'm on. just so I'm so hyped. So <laughs> it'll be a great tour. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. Cool. I should let's see. I'm gonna ask you some questions now because honestly, you did a great job just telling me about yourself. So I didn't even have to ask you like half the questions that I wanted to ask I, you. So <laughs> it was great. You I, did I guess, a great I, I, guess job. I like to talk. <laughs> No, that's totally yeah. fine. And I had another interview like that too. And they were like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you sorry? Like, this is about you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so right. let's see. Um, I guess let's talk about your music production more. So like, yeah. um, do you like offer services to people? Like, or so like, do you, do you have people come to you a lot or do you have to like seek them out? Or like, how does your like music production work? Right. So, um, yeah, it goes, it goes both ways. Um, so when I decided to like, you know, jump into my, uh, music career full time, uh, I knew that I wanted to keep production part of it. Uh, I honestly had no plans of being a touring guitarist until Taylor hit me up <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, well, I guess this will be another aspect to my career, but nice. music production was, was where I've always wanted to be. I mean, I've, I, I'm, 
I like the idea of working from home, being able to be creative and, you know, at the comfort of my, my home. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it started out with like a, a couple of people reaching out to me um, for whether it was instrumentals, mixes, remixes and things like that. Um, and then I would also kind of just kind of send out like a few cold DMs or like just even like sort of like commenting on other people's content, uh, things like that. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely challenging when you know when trying to grow your business um because a lot of musicians um this sometimes they already have their own producer um yeah and the, the ones that i deal in are those who are are either just starting out their music career or uh they're exploring like new sounds or they're or they just want a new producer so um so those are the that i realized though that was my target audience like those are the people i needed to look for um and uh eventually me and my bandmate tyler we we decided to uh pursue this venture together because he is also a very talented producer does a lot of like synth production uh he produces he he records his own music as well uh mm -hmm. uh you know he's he has great skills in vocal production so we were like why don't we just you know partner up and uh you know over time like we just started like picking up clients here and there um nice. and yeah through both of our connections it, it was really cool because we had we had three band three brands to work with we had the ricky jab brand uh his tired violence brand and then unsafe on sound so through those three we were able to kind of like ex expose ourselves and and what our and our capabilities and um you know because of that like people would reach out to us like hey do you offer services i'm like yeah we uh we'll, you know we can we can do lyrics we can do uh instrumentals mixes um uh whatever you need really uh we nice. we've even offered like a little bit of like tiktok consulting because they're there you know there's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of a lot of artists out there who are starting out on tiktok and they don't really know how to get started because it's it's exactly. a very it's a very um intimidating platform um and it is it, for sure it's so easy to get discouraged too because like you know when you get mm -hmm. started out like you're only getting like maybe a tens if not hundreds of views and you're like well this sucks this didn't go viral like tiktok's <laughs> not for me and they, they 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 hang they hang it up right away it's like um but so if anyone's listening like you know if you're just starting out like don't be discouraged by you know to buy your first couple tiktoks like don't do well it's like you know the the name of the game is just being as consistent as possible and being not being afraid to experiment on uh, on different ideas, uh, yeah. doing research, homework, whatever you need to do to uh, to kind of grow because surely enough something's gonna gonna take off because uh, you know Absolutely. The, the algorithm the algorithm works in funny ways. Um, it does. I, it I does. So sure. I still don't understand it, and it's funny because like me and all the other like TikTokers were constantly complaining to each other about like <laughs> about like oh this. I, I worked so hard on this video, but it didn't take off. Or it was like, why did this stupid video take off? <laughs> it, it, it's it, like, I just yeah. don't understand it. Honestly, yeah. I could use some of that TikTok wisdom. Like I have put out so many videos, I feel like with like little like payback. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. please someone see my content. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's tough. But um, it's, but it's definitely you, a brutal yeah. world out there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you you and I can definitely have a a, a separate conversation just to talk TikTok. Absolutely. So, um, I'm a, I was actually thinking about setting up like some sort of like TikTok roundtable with other creators. Um, so stay tuned for that. I don't. I, fun. Yeah. It's, it, I don't have anything baked out, but I would like to get a bunch of creators together. And we did it once, like over the pandemic. It was it was me, Patrick Gilchrist, uh, Rena Robin, and Maggie Schneider, and we kind of did that sort of thing. Um, and it did pretty well. Uh, but but so much has changed since. So I was like, let's let's run it back again. Let's let's talk about what we've, what we've learned and you know how how can we adapt in this new exactly. algorithm or yeah. this new ever changing algorithm. Um, cool. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, just, that's. I just keep I just keep like going on tangents and whatnot. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It shows your personality and it shows us more about you. So like yeah. that's perfect. Cool. Um, I think I guess the next thing that I'm curious about is your band unsafe unsound so like mm -hmm. are you guys planning on doing any touring for that band at all or are you guys just sticking to making music right now or um yes yeah, this is very interesting uh we are yeah 
I guess you can say we're an internet band because we started out that way. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, down the road, we would love to like play a couple shows or maybe like a tiny tour. Um, so what people may not know is that Tyler and I are in different states. So mm-hmm. um, when we started, I was in Philadelphia and he was in uh, he's like near Richmond, Virginia. Right. Okay, so cool. we're about four and a half hours apart. Uh, now I'm in Nashville, so I think we're in, we're now ten hours apart driving, but Ooh, we've always yeah. yeah, but we've always worked together like you know over over the internet. Um, yeah, we, we talk to each other like almost daily, uh, whether it was whether it's through Facebook Messenger, um, or we'll, like, we'll just call each other. Um, but yeah, I think we're just like more focused on just like writing music um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know if we ever get an opportunity to play a show, like we'll, we'll certainly consider it. Um, and, uh, we've only met each other once in person. So, and, and I drove That's down so crazy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's wild. I drove down, uh, it was, I forgot what month it was, but it was to shoot a music video. So we, mm-hmm. we wanted to shoot a music video for first time. And, uh, we used his, um, his, uh, parents-in-law's uh basement and it it it, it was a it was a really cool basement like if you ever watched the music video for homebound it, it looks like a like it has that abandoned warehouse feel Ooh. um yeah exactly i'm gonna and have like, to go and watch it like after we're done chatting here because yeah that, so, that sounds dope <laughs> yeah so the um the song homebound actually touches on um something that tyler is actually dealing with and it's uh it's agoraphobia and like and that that's the fear of leaving um leaving the house so that actually um that it's it's actually part of the reason why we're not playing shows yet like that's that's something that he's overcoming um but it's if yeah if you look at the lyrics um it it definitely touches up uh, touches on that topic uh so it, it it has like a a you know strong significance to him um, awesome. and yeah, so it was, it was a really cool experience just seeing, you know, uh, meeting a, a, a friend, uh, in person that, uh, you've talked to for many months over the, yeah. uh, you know, um, and, you know, Tyler and I are like, are basically like brothers, uh, at, at this point, uh, we're, and now we're, uh, not only are we bandmates, we're, we're music partners, uh, business partners. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. so yeah, unsafe on sound. Like we we would love to play some shows if it to answer your question. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we just haven't like really like aggressively pushed for it. Uh, we just want to, you know, uh, release more music. And uh, uh, there will be a geez, I forgot how many tracks are going to be on this EP, but um, I think six or seven, something like that. Um, cool nice but yeah it's so if if anyone's into like more of like the aggressive side of i i know this is pop punk promo but i'm gonna do a quick post hardcore <laughs> promo if you like post hardcore totally music with, yeah with uh <laughs> with like singing screamy screams and aggressive guitars like um yeah that's that's our music <laughs> yeah uh, nice. and electronic too so like uh, tyler mm. ex- excels in that so it's like uh um, that's so you cool know, if you if you're ever into like you know uh under oath i set my friends on fire that type of stuff um it yeah we've got it <laughs> nice yeah and i know i know i brand myself as pop punk promo which like mm. i try to stick in the realms of pop punk but mm-hmm. like pop punk is so much like like it could yeah. be more metalcore it could be more like pop you know like yeah. it could be more like like lolo which is a lot less heavy or it could right. be like you said like under oath like i I consider it a spectrum. So like yeah. hey, if, if it falls it. if it falls in the category of like rock and there's like guitars and drums, I yeah. consider it something that would be able yeah, to be on sure. on the show. You know what I mean? And this 100%. is more of just a music podcast than anything, you know? So yeah, I mean like, you had Scene Queen on like in, in one of your early episodes. I, I did, so. yeah. It's yeah. she she's yeah. It's really I should have named this like the scene promo or something, but I just kind of came up with it and was like <laughs> No one has this name. I'm taking it. You, you, so. Yeah, you're you're neck deep in this. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm like. I am neck deep. Full yeah. pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's so cool. And I I just honestly, as soon as I I learn more about you and just I just love how diverse you are in music in general. Like you okay. do the producing, 
you do the touring which intentional or not you do the touring um <laughs> yeah you do the music making it's just it's fun it's fun to to have connections with people in the music industry who are just so versed in everything and it's just nice so sure. it's it's fun to talk about music so absolutely I'm, i cool. I, I, can, I can talk about music for hours <laughs> i know <laughs> me too yeah. i i love it so much it's mm. the reason i wake up and i breathe so right <laughs> <laughs> but i guess my last question for you before we wrap this up is um, if you'd had, I mean, you kind of already said this, but I'm going to ask it again. If you have one piece of advice that you'd give to new musicians who are super hesitant about making music and just want to make the jump, what would you say to them? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like for anyone that's, that's starting out, um, it's just don't be afraid to uh, take chances on on anything. Uh, just experiment ideas. Just uh, you know, put whatever you have out there. Even if you don't have a full song, just like share share a little bit, a little piece of you, uh, because uh, it, it, it like as you get comfortable with that, you know, you you start to build relationships with uh, you know your audience, your uh, other potential like. Uh, bandmates or you know collaborators um things like that um and also don't be afraid to ask for help i mean there the, the i part of the reason why i moved to nashville is because um I, I, a lot of people take pride over the fact that nashville is such a collaborative place to be mm-hmm. um everyone's so friendly Every, everyone here wants to you know uh, connect you with another person that can help you succeed right so um from a musician's perspective, I would encourage you to, uh, you know, re- reach out to anyone that that you might vibe with, you know, uh, you, and, you, and you don't have to come on so strong and say, hey, I want to, uh, you know, make music with you, like just even just like have a cup of coffee with them. Uh, yeah. Just have those conversations, build relationships, um, because uh, I mean, part of part of the way the music industry works is like, half of it is like who you know in 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 the scene right exactly Um, so if you're if you're a producer who wants to like start getting clients well like start start connecting with other producers right um i so i just landed my first like national client like the other day and it and that would not have happened if it weren't for another producer who i've had coffee with or who i've hung out with you know um, mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to put yourself out there, not only from like, a uh, a release music content standpoint, but also on a, on a personal, uh, you know, on a human level, it's like, you know, uh, make yourself known, you know, show like share your, your, your intent, your, um, your dreams, your aspirations, like, you know, because, um, there, there, there are good people out there who want to help you succeed, and you know, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that's 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 uh, a big piece of advice I could share. Yeah, I think that's so well put too, because mm-hmm. like, I I thought for so long too. I'm like, man, I'm never gonna get where I want to go or anything. But I just I took the leap, like you said. I was mm-hmm. I was like, I want to make a podcast, so I did it, and I just started reaching out to people, and eventually I just started making connections, and like, yeah. it's crazy how many people know each other. And it's and how willing people are to actually help you out and, yeah. and you know a give and take type thing. It's it's cool and mm-hmm. I think that's the thing about music that's just awesome is everyone is so willing to help each other out and to connect with each other through it. So it's just it's awesome. Hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, it's been so so nice having you on the show, Ricky. It's it's been so fun having you on here, and I cannot wait to see what else you do and to see you on tour in the next few months. It'll be so yeah. awesome. Yeah, can't wait oh, to like, so actually meet you in person and know. That. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. I know. And um, yeah. I guess going back to to like your you and uh, Tyler, right? Your mm-hmm. internet yeah. for. Uh, buddies like it's just insane how how close people can get through the internet and then you Mm -hmm. finally meet them and you're like it's like it's like we've known each other forever you know and it's just it's crazy it's fun so yeah Mm -hmm. i can't wait to finally meet you and meet oh i've met taylor i suppose but actually like get to know you guys and just like and have a good time so can't wait Cindy. thank you for having me um you know uh happy to chat again uh whether it's like a 
TikTok, music, whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for stopping by. Yeah, right. you too. Thank you. See ya. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, that was Ricky Jab. I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Ricky was so fun to talk to. And like you guys kind of got hinted, we've been talking a little bit back and forth on social media. So it was really fun, like I said, to actually get to talk to him in a face-to-face -face kind of format. If you're interested in following Ricky on social media, his handle is at RickyJab on Instagram and TikTok. As he mentioned, he does a lot of covers on TikTok and he's just constantly out here making content for you to listen to and collaborating with a bunch of artists. And if you want to meet him in person, if you want to catch him on tour, he will be touring with Taylor Acorn for the foreseeable future. You can catch him on the Somerset tour with Taylor this spring if you want to get to know them. Once again, thank you so much to Ricky Jab for taking time out of his day to be on the podcast. He is truly the coolest person and I can't wait to actually meet him this spring. So I hope you all enjoyed this interview. Go ahead, follow Ricky Jab on Instagram and TikTok and go hype him up in all of his comments. We are going to wrap up this week's episode here. I hope you guys enjoyed once again. As always, you can follow me on social media at poppunkpromo and make sure to check out my website, poppunkpromo.com for all things pop punk. And you can even submit a form if you'd like to be on the podcast for an interview. Have an incredible rest of your week, pop punk enthusiasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share this with a friend that you think would also enjoy it. I just want to spread the love of music and the love for these small artists. Stay safe out there, pop punk enthusiasts. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to each other. We'll catch you again in another episode. See you again next week.